This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. I'm never going to get over your snap. Um, okay, so. We'll make a snap. Okay. I feel like you made that we'll make a snap. last week. Did I? Yeah. Nah. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same. Nah. Okay, so today, um, this episode, I feel like, is maybe not like our normal, like, her, her, ha, ha, but it's something that I feel like I've wanted to talk about for so long because I feel like we're in the thick of it in terms of, like, dealing with Riley's sass and, and attitude, and I'm just excited. I'm excited too, but I still uh, funny haha. No, like I feel like there's just like more serious. T- okay, let's introduce Emily because I feel like let's she's on it. the other end, and we're just like let's have this conversation. Okay, so today we have Emily Perlin here. She is a clinical social worker, and her laundry list of um, successes. I feel like how do accolades? I accolades? Yes, accolades. Um, do you want Emily? Hi, first of all, how are Hi, you? I'm great. <laughs> Hello, Emily. Hello. We're so good. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you for um, me. Emily works um, at Exhale Therapy, which is actually a local. Is it a clinic, Emily? Is that what it's called? It's like a private practice. Private practice. Okay, perfect. Um, and you know what, Em? Would you, Em? Like we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. Em, um, would you like to just like? Okay. Do you want to do like your own little edification? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do. Sure. So um, I work at Exhale Therapy in Kitchener. I am a clinical social worker there. It's a great team of us. Um, my experience is primarily with uh, children and youth. I did my undergrad in psych and I always love working with kids. So um, I focused on child development and then mental health specifically. Um, followed by looking into addictions, which kind of wraps up all into this conversation very nicely. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got my master's of social work from Laurier, and now I am a practicing clinician. That's pretty impressive. Well, we've got a lot of questions. That's, imp- that's, imp- that's impressive. <laughs> 
Ryan, why don't you give your accolades? Uh, well, Father I, of the year. I finished high school and uh, <laughs> successfully finished high school. And, uh, <laughs> masters in dad jokes. Yeah. There you that go. is the best kind of master, though. Fast, fast forward 15 years later, here I am. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Um, Very impressive, Emily. And that's and that's exactly why we have you on this show, because there's things we know, there's things we don't know, there's things we don't know we don't know, and that's why we bring in experts. Exactly. Thank you. So here, so here we are. It's um, weird to think of myself as that, but let's talk. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Step into it. Live into it. People pay you for your knowledge. You're yep, definitely an That's expert. a professional. That's it. That's the definition. Um, okay. <laughs> So I feel like we have, um, you said you work with young, did you say like four-year-olds? Is that the youngest you work with? Yeah, that's the youngest I have worked with right now, actually working more with um, young adults, but definitely my passion is with the kiddos and the youth. Okay, so I feel like hey, don't skip I have, over the "I love you" and you're oh, annoying. Yeah. Sorry, don't I didn't skip think over the that. "I love you" and you're First annoying. First of all, we didn't even do our Emily. Do you have a partner? I do. Okay, so do you do you know what "I love you" and you're annoying is? I do sure you like do. Of course. Okay, perfect. So you know, would you like to give us your "I love you" and you're and you're annoying <laughs> about your partner? I would love to. Yeah. So um, I've been dating my boyfriend for a little bit over a year. It feels like much longer. Um, in a good I don't way. know how you feel. <laughs> in a good Offside. way. Offside. Offside. <laughs> um, so, yes, I was very prepared for this segment because I think it's really cute and cheeky and Amazing. I love it. Um, and I was thinking along the lines of sports, um, because that came up this weekend and the weekend before with, I don't know, I think there's like a lot of finals going on. That's what I know. I have no idea. I don't know. Ryan, is that true? Just kind of every major final. Oh, whatever. I could, I would have no idea. <laughs> Football season just started. Basketball season's ending. Like is ba- baseball's over, it. right? Baseball's in the I playoffs. Like this was is still on. this is the mecca of all time for yeah, sports. Like, if know. you don't like sports, now is not your season. Yeah, but they can't even have fans in the stands. It's so boring. yeah. That, <laughs> it's can't weird. even have fans in the stands. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I would love to hear your I love your annoying. I have a feeling that I'm going to have a rebuttal to this. Yeah, but we'll you don't continue. get one. You don't get one. We'll continue. It's funny because when I was thinking about this, I was like, mm, I don't know if this will be touchy for him. So <laughs> bring it on, even more. More reason. I have a tattoo on my back that says I love sports. <laughs> and calligraphy. Yeah. Imperfect cursive. That is beautiful. I would love to see that or not. Um, Rizzuto. <laughs> so, yeah, just thinking about, like, the frustration. Like, it's always on. And yesterday he was over. And we were just, like, enjoying a nice cozy day in. And just, like, he was watching, I think, football on his phone. And just the frustration that you see sport lovers go through, I'm just like, why would you put yourself through this? And I just, I, I just don't understand it. And like, it, you don't even know them. How are you so yeah. affected by this? Yeah, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. I know. So <laughs> You're way better than you were, Ryan, but you used to be like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you, why are you letting this ruin your day? Like, I you have a don't. tattoo that's been changed. It says, I love the idea of sports. <laughs> It's scribbled. Because I don't get to watch them anymore. Uh, <laughs> I can totally relate to that. You, you, you're much better, but you do, like, when football comes on, you do, like, 
Watching the game. Of course, I love watching the game. I know, but we'll like come home on Sunday and we are like, so this is a prime example. We were at the, we were at a farm and we came in. Hold on. We, she's still, I know. She's still I just done want, being annoyed. Hold on. Yeah. Are you done or do you have more of this? No, you want to let this go. No, Ryan, you just don't want me to blast you no. on here. We come home from like an event and I have like the three backpacks we have to bring with the kids, all of the food and the snacks. All, I'm like taking their gear off. Literally, Ryan walks in the Mother door. Mother of the year. Walks in the door, takes his shoes off, sits on the couch, turns on sports. And I'm like, don't worry. I have everything else. No problem. Like, I had a stomach it's cramp. Like, okay. <laughs> I have stomach cramps once a month for a week. So you can go kiss my ass. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> so Emily, you don't like when, you're, when your significant other watches sports or you just don't like what he goes through when he watches it? Have you ever had an embarrassing B.O. moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. (laughs) Embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. Say goodbye to B.O. worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage and toasted coconut and for new customers the lumi starter pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant cream tube deodorant two free products of your choice and free shipping don't miss out as our special offer you get five dollars off lumi starter packs with code tlc at lumideodorant.com that's right over 40 percent off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code tlc that's l-u-m-e deodorant.com control your body odor anywhere with lumi I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. 
I don't like what he goes through because I'm like, do you know that you don't need to go through this? Yeah, you're, you're like, how does that make you feel? So you're kind of like, you're kind of like diagnosing him in the background. For sure. He's going to love to listen to this podcast for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, listen, no, you can't. here's you the can't thing, Emily, your if your significant other doesn't want to get diagnosed and wants to enjoy a football game, by all means, I'll give you my address. He can come over here. Oh, Two of us can have a great time together. I'm okay. Judgment-free zone. Huh. Yep. No judgment here. I will not die. Unless, of course, he cheers for the wrong team. Yeah. And then I will analyze the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That was, that's a great I love you and you're annoying, by the way, Emily, because it it's is. true in our house, too. It's so true. I'm glad. <laughs> I have... Um, so I have some questions about things. <laughs> My first question is, um, like I was asking before, so you deal with children and you deal with youth. So I am, I am a high school teacher by trade. So I do have a lot of experience with youth, youth. <laughs> As I have experience with the youth. Um, but I feel like, um, maybe it's just, I'm more worried about our daughter and I think it's just a girl thing because girls I find are terrifying in many ways, but this is the thing I'm already noticing, right? So our daughter, Riley, she's six. I'm noticing Riley, um, in the mirror or like in an outfit and she'll be like, mom, did you hear her say this? She was like, mom, like, look how she said, look how big my tummy is. And if you know, like our daughter is literally like a gymnastic, like her abs are insane. I feel like I'm like, where, where is she possibly getting this? But she does watch like kids YouTube and she watches, um, like she doesn't watch regular YouTube, but she loves watching kids YouTube where like they do the unboxings and the girls, but I'm just, it freaks me out. Yeah, it's really stressful because they're just consuming way more beyond anyone's ability to know what's out there. Um, yeah. And it's it's scary. It's like, what are they seeing? What are they hearing? Um, and that's also why I really wanted to do this podcast because I don't want parents to feel that fear of... Uh, the unknown, because at the end of the day, if you're present and you're there to have the conversations with them, then that's all that matters. What would you suggest if you hear your child, you know, talking negatively about themselves or, or they don't have that confidence because Riley does have both. Like she's either the most confident thing in the world, or she is like, she is like hashtag victim. She's Mm -hmm. very much like, woe is me. So how do you feel like I should like handle when she says something like that? She got a ton of empathy, like a ton of empathy, but I think it's almost a dangerous level of empathy. Yeah. Hmm. I would, it's, it's complicated, but I would talk to her about her body and, um, that's a big focus that I have are, um, specifically on a side tangent, but eating disorders. And I think especially for girls, there's just, and, and for boys though, there's a lot of pressure to look certain ways. And the, some good things are that they are seeing more diversity now than ever and Mm -hmm. different bodies. So critical to talk about why she's making that comment about her body. Like, are you comparing yourself to someone? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, tell me more, like just as many questions as you could ask her about it because the instinct is to have that 
you know, sad response as a mom, like, why are you even right. judging yourself? Like you're how remind me how old your daughter is? She's six. She's six. Okay. So super young. Um, and honestly, part of me feels like she just says it sometimes to cause she sees me react. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's a very smart, but she's very manipulative at the same time. Because when I ask her these questions and she, she is immediately like, she's fine right after. Like she, she's not upset about it. She's not like internalizing it. And I'm like, is she just saying these things to like get a rise out of me? Like, honestly, sometimes I feel like she does. And that's the thing, right? Is it's always about your reaction to anything, what, what they do, what they say. So the fact if you focus your reaction on not being like su- super surprised or like hurt and just rather being like curious, like, oh, why do you say that? Like mm-hmm. your tummy is instead of talking about the way it looks, I always tell people like talking about your body in the way that it functions for you. Mm-hmm. So if she that's mentions really like my tummy is bigger today, you could be like, oh, that's probably because like, you know, we ate a big breakfast and your tummy is working really, really hard to like break up all the nutrients for you so that you could have a really productive day and just having that yeah. positive spin to it. I love that. That's really good. That's really, I, I've never even thought about it that way. What we've always done with Riley when it comes to her body in particular is we like to point out the fact that she's strong. Instead, yeah. of, instead of calling her skinny, we like calling her or strong. Thin. I don't think I've ever said that to her. Yeah, so she really is. She's super thin, super tiny, but she's so strong. She really And is. we like highlighting her body as a strength as opposed to an image, mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and so strength is that functionality, right? Like what is her mm-hmm. her body serving her every day? Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, she watches a lot of this kids tube stuff. We don't let her watch YouTube. We don't let her watch. Like we monitor what she watches. And I listen to the stuff that she, that she does. <laughs> I do. I listen right? to it. <laughs> I'm into some of the stuff that no, she's into. She, I love that one girl. She makes like mini things like. Oh, yeah. The little turtle girl. She make Miss Froggy. She Ms. makes Froggy, like mini it. versions of like backpacks for anyway. But anyways, so she, she's get like I, I can hear some of the attitude and some of the yeah. things that comes out of her mouth coming out of the social media stuff. But I would say that all the stuff that she listens to body is not body images aren't really on those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure where she's picking that up, mm-hmm. but I did want to talk to you about social media mm-hmm. because I do find it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Well, first of all, Brittany is into social media. It's her thing. And so Brittany yeah, Riley gets to see Brittany talk on Instagram and talk on TikTok and, and do the things that she does. And she sees what we're doing here on the podcast. So but hold on. Let she, me preface that with like, she doesn't see me, all the time. Like I, no, no, I do no, no. try to monitor my time. Everybody who listens yeah. to you knows that. I know. You're I just, I just want to all the time. <laughs> but she does see Brittany talking to, uh, to a perceived audience and she sees it on her kids tube and she does it herself. She starts mimicking it like Riley's saying. It's so, actually adorable. So my thing is, is it's a double-edged sword because she has so much confidence. And then we wonder, is this even the right thing for a six-year-old to be experiencing? talking to an audience of nobody. Yeah, she's not. Like she sets her phone up and she pretends, well, my old phone, and then she pretends to talk and it's... it's Unboxes and and shows these clothes and sings and all the stuff that she's doing it. Like I watch it and I'm like, I'm am so proud Yeah, because she's so confident. But at the same token, is it dangerous or healthy? Hmm. 
And she's not sharing it anywhere. She's almost just oh god, like, no, regurgitating yeah. what it's just for her. Yeah, it really is. That's really cute. And I I would say that's like just her playing with her imagination and trying to get the experience that she's seeing other people do and like learning by example almost Mm -hmm. with it. But if it's like, depending on what she's like reenacting, as long as that's like being kind of like seen and what she's doing, then I think that's a great way for her to start practicing like her public speaking and like those. uh, She is shy, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my other question for you is, do you deal with um, children, I'm sure teens for sure, um, with with um, an attitude? So I'm sure COVID has brought out a ton of um, ragey parents, uh, <laughs> but we're noticing a switch in, in Riley. And my biggest thing lately is how do I balance Riley's feelings like her anger and her frustration and allow her to feel her feelings but at the same time don't allow her to disrespect me when she's responding to those feelings does that make sense so emily i'll give you an on the court example of what Brittany's talking about riley came home from school the other day and says i'm starting to really like school more every single day and we thought that's great and her response was because i don't have to see you anymore well we were in like the th- <laughs> she said it purposely to be me because we were in an argument <laughs> i was like cool 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 oh anyway yes. but that's the attitude we're talking about <laughs> oh my gosh that's i like sorry to laugh but it's just cute because she's so young but it's not i know to receive it i'm sure yeah but it's um yeah but like school <laughs> on the bright side yeah, ish. I, I just we don't saw know. it as a positive. <laughs> I don't know how to like speak to her when she's in those moments of rage mm-hmm. without me freaking out. Yeah, I actually listened to the meditation podcast that you guys recorded, and yeah. I did like the idea of like making sure that you take your own moment of a breath so that you're not responding in like the way that you're hurt by the statement, right? Which Mm -hmm. it's hard not to be. Um, And just taking that breath and saying like, okay, so whatever the scenario is, label the feeling that she might be having, be like, is, is that true? Um, But still, you know, putting your foot down and being like, okay, but what you said hurt my feelings. And that was Mm -hmm. mean. And um, how could we kind of repair that relationship because I'm sure once you tell her like it hurt your feelings, she would have some sort of response yes. to it. Today, um, we had a really rough morning. The kids didn't sleep all night and I, we were all just very cranky and tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had snapped on her and this is like not a proud moment, but I was like, I was so angry and I snapped and I didn't have time to bring my cool. And so I was like, you need to stay in your room and get changed and do not come out of your room until I tell you to before breakfast or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so then she came out and, uh, she was, she was about to say something to me and she just looked so sad. And so then I just like broke down and started crying and I rarely cry in front of them. Like I think Riley's probably seen me cry like five times in her whole life. And the immediate reaction she had to me was like, she came over and like hugged me and was like, I don't like when you cry. Like it was, 
it was a lot. And I feel like it was not, I mean, it was oh, kind of good that she saw how her emotions made me feel, but it was, it was hard. <laughs> that is really hard to have that moment. But I always tell uh, parents who are dealing with their own mental health that it's, it's not a bad thing for your kids to see you going through the ups and downs of life and seeing how you repair after a fight because fights are normal. Like a sleepless night is normal with young kids, right? But Mm -hmm. how do we then like come back together as a family? Like how do we do conflict resolution? And I think that was really beautiful how you guys did that. Yeah, it worked out well. And then Cooper came up and Push me over because he thought it, he would make me laugh. And he did it to make us laugh. So we all just laughed. So I kind of, I want to bring it back a little bit to social media because um, more and more social media is becoming everyday occurrence for people. Um, particularly with COVID, that was how a lot of people entertain themselves was with social media. And I'm do sure you, the trolls got worse too. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that there's too much social media for the, uh, the younger generation? And if so, is there like a break even point? Yeah, I definitely think, um, A, there's way too much social media for sure. Um, It's such a recent phenomenon. Like, we don't even really know what the impacts are fully. So I always would lean um, to the lower end, the safer side of things for younger kids I know life is really busy and screen time is really helpful like back in the day there was tv sit your kid in front of a tv and it was really that's how parents got dinner made and you know those kind of strategies but um I think it depends on the kid like um if you do have a kid who is much more engaged in arts and crafts or things that are very hands-on I always would prioritize those activities because it just gives them more of a balance. So a six-year-old, like how much screen time is she getting? Uh, She's pretty good. Like she, Riley would prefer to play dolls. She loves to draw. She loves to create things. Um, The only time she really has screen time is like uh, in the morning when they're, her and Cooper are about to eat breakfast Mm -hmm. and then literally Dinner, like for breakfast. around dinner, breakfast and dinner, yeah. Or when mom like and dad when, when are I'm, really tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I'm when I'm trying to get dinner ready between four and five before Ryan's done work is usually when they both get some screen time and I can function. Yeah. So I feel like she. I also think there needs to be a balance. Like I have friends who have, and this is like no knock um, on how they parent, but a lot of friends will say like zero screen time. And so, and for me, I'm like, I I feel like when you don't allow a child to have anything, it's almost like forbidden fruit. And so they want it even more. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you can't, social media is everywhere. And they even use it in the schools, in the classrooms. Like Riley just told me today that they have Google Classroom, they have a tablet and they're going to log on. Like it is, it's going to be present. I just think that we need to do our best to monitor it as a parent. 100%. I always tell the story of um, I was a very sneaky (laughs) teenager and um, back like a few years ago, they knew even less. So my mom took the approach of like, 
hold back, hold back, like, no, 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 we don't know what the impacts will be. And I was just super sneaky. And I probably ended up using it way more than I would have if she just gave me what I was reasonably asking for. So I think Mm -hmm. just having those open and reasonable conversations and also being reasonable with what you could do as a parent, right? Like, um, you mentioned exactly the hour that I was thinking of when you would really need screen time for your kid to just get some things done around the house. Like that's not really too much of a concern. My, the concerning realm that I have is more of the, well, we'll talk about the bullying, like more of the TikToks and the whatever other apps are coming up and how kids communicate with each other online rather than yeah. just like watching Ugh. like entertainment on yes. YouTube, right? Oh my God. Can I really just, I know you're about to say something, Ryan, but I need to tell you something. <laughs> so I have, so I have TikTok and my TikTok is very much like, it's like mom TikTok. I like to call it. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's lighthearted, but it's also for like parents and moms, but there are a ton of teens on TikTok and somebody had left like some pretty rude comments on one of my videos. And I was like, I I have my fair share of trolls and they don't bother me anymore to the point where I will respond back twofold, like sarcastically. And and it's hilarious at this point. So I'm having this conversation and it's like, this is so funny. I look at the account. It's some seven to eight year old. It's just like, who is just like telling me, cause the TikTok was about like pouring yourself a drink, mom, like you got this. And like, they wrote, um, my, like my mom was a perfectly good mother and she didn't have to drink to raise me. And I was, and I was like, what the hell? So then Pretty I look impressive for an eight year old. <laughs> no, it was like an eight, eight, nine, I would say, but I was like so pissed off. And then I look at the count and then I was sad yeah. a, because I was like, first of all, I just had a full argument with like a nine year old and B does the parent even know? I, I would highly suggest that they didn't even know that this nine-year-old had an account. And it's just TikTok is not monitored like at all. There's no um, like boundaries, I feel like, as a parent to put on there. So it scares me that that's even out there. Yeah, I always um, encourage safety conversations about, you know, if your kids are on social media, like, who who's following them, who they're following, um, who they're engaging with, um, who's responding to their content and things like that, because just there's so many people on this planet, right? And like, we're all mm-hmm. connected now more than ever. And that means everyone. So everyone's hearing from everyone. And to get that much communication so young, it's just important to tell kids almost like that these people are out there. They might be mm-hmm. being mean. And if that's the case, then making a plan for like what to do. But more than anything, just like privacy, privacy, privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think if you go back to being a child, you know, particularly uh, young adolescents, like pre-teens, post-teens, like in that before your 20 age, you try so many things just to get recognition and to get acknowledgement from your the, your peers, right? It's the pressure to get to be popular and to be liked. It's all there. I feel like 
with social media, and I'm not a huge social media guy, but I have TikToks simply to support my wife. Um, but when I go, when I yeah, go, Ryan was actually the nine year old. It's a yeah, fake when account. I when I go on when I go on to this to that platform in particular, and I'm not just calling TikTok out, but when I go onto these platforms and I see these 13 year olds, 13 to 17, some of the things that they do for likes, for comments, for you know, whatever. I just think it's completely inappropriate. It's wild and it's sad. It's, but that's what happens. It, it actually makes me really sad. Like, yeah. hey, when so I saw someone the other day, does this make, make me look, look pretty? pretty? Yeah. And I'm like, why do you care? Yeah. It's petrifying. It's a lot of validation seeking, right? Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for validation. Well, she's the expert. <laughs> yes, she is. No, it's, it's terrifying. Like I did this group for, um, teenage girls and how to navigate social media. And it was so funny because when I went into it, I was like, I'm young. I know what's going on right now. Like (laughs) I'm with it. Um, and then, so I like just said like Instagram and they literally looked at me with like a blank face. So I went home and I downloaded TikTok because I wanted to see what these (laughs) girls were consuming. Yeah. And I was disturbed for two reasons um number one reason I couldn't get off (laughs) I'm so addictive (laughs) I knew how it was getting me like I knew this strategy of just scroll 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 always something new always something like somehow exactly what I wanted to see that would make me a piece of candy Yeah. yeah literally yeah piece of candy yeah and then the second part was just seeing the comments and it's just a whole other world of intense judgment Yeah, from who knows who, who knows how young, who knows from where. Yeah, it's sad. So in your personal opinion, would you say to a parent who's listening to this, have your kid not be on TikTok? <laughs> Just a hard no. Yeah, um, like a hard no. Like if you if you could have it from, and I know that they, I know that there hasn't been enough evidence yeah. yet because I don't think it's it's been cycled long enough to see the long term impacts on something. Yeah, but I can't help as a non psychiatrist. I can't help but think that this there's a degree that this is fucking kids up. Yeah, um, I would first recommend a documentary to watch. Um, have you guys watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix yet? I honestly am scared to watch no, it. No, and I desperately want to, but this one here is scared so, to watch. So, can I say something? Yeah. I would It's say- your show. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> no, I would just say that you would be the, like, solution. So, at the end of the documentary, they talk about, okay, social media is here, right? Like, wh- what are we going to do? Like, get rid of the internet? No. Um, mm-hmm. but the solution is how to find ways to use it in positive ways. And I think that that's exactly what you're doing. So I don't want you to be afraid to watch this. I think that <laughs> it'll actually be really empowering and like more motivation to keep just doing more of what you're doing, which is making a positive community because people need that now more than ever. Um, and I, that's what I actually wanted to talk about on this podcast more than anything else is like balancing the positives because there are so many, um, with, okay, is this kind of like taking over my life to some degree and just like finding that middle ground, um, Mm -hmm. within it. 
you have any like um, steps that you would maybe suggest to teens? Like you're saying you're running a workshop to like how to balance because I feel like they wouldn't you create or, or that balance. A, or to a parent if you're like, are there signs that we can start seeing? Maybe Riley's a little bit too young for this, but if you if you're a parent with a teenager, is there signs that you can start to see and pull out to say, hey, maybe we should take a step back from this? I think those are both good questions. And I also feel like I didn't answer your previous question that I answered with the documentary. So I'll try to wrap it all up together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the number one takeaway would to would be to take away uh, your notifications so that it's not your phone pulling you in but oh. rather you are like, huh, you know, I'm having a good mm-hmm. morning. I'm, I'm feeling a little bored right now. I want to connect with my community. Let me make the decision to reach out to my phone rather my phone telling me that I need to connect. It's like that mindfulness piece that I think is, I think we all need, like we're all trying to learn our own balance. And that's why I really like to talk to parents about how to do this with their kids because as an adult, I'm trying to navigate um, how to not let social media pull me in. And I have, you know, my brain is pretty much fully developed. So my concern is always how kids are interpreting this world because I don't want them to say social media is their world. I really want to make them very separate. Yeah, I love that. So I've heard this a couple of times and as someone who didn't go to school for psychology, the underdeveloped brain. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot. So can we can we just have a quick conversation around what that is in terms of what we're talking about? Like what's the impact of social media on an underdeveloped brain? So that's a great question that, again, it just research takes time to come up with solid answers and we'll always find like confirmation bias, the answers that we want to hear. But I do think that like there's, I always take it like, how is it impacting me? Like I really like to make things personal and to what I'm seeing. And it's, it's just impossible to deny that there is an impact on, um, kids' brain development, their social development, their self-esteem development. And I really think that we just need to have new conversations for a new way of life. So instead of telling, like you said, the forbidden fruit, instead of telling kids no, telling kids what social media is really about and how it's Mm -hmm. new and foreign and we don't really know the impact, but we do know that it was literally designed by tech companies to be addictive. I think that's like anything. Communication is key in every segment of your life, right? So social media is a new segment. Mm-hmm. So it requires it requires a parent to be attentive and be in communication around it. Yeah. And not to be afraid of it um, because I know it's and again, it's you guys have a great social media world, but for the parents that are less tech savvy, and so I would just say, like, be curious, like, have when you are having dinner with your family, like, ask your kids, 
what they're seeing online, ask them what they think about it, ask them who their favorite YouTuber is, ask them what the funniest video they saw was. Um, Show interest in their, in their interests for sure. In their little world, right? Yeah. I love that. Well, Emily, we thank you so much. I feel like we were like, you know what? Maybe we'll just have it for like 15 minutes as a special guest. And like, we couldn't stop talking to you. So, I have like, so many more questions. I have I so many more questions and I know that you're out of time. But maybe we can do a part two. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we'll bring you back on and have uh, a conversation because I'd really like to talk about the impacts of COVID and masks and things that are yeah, really I going know. on in our lives today over, so and, over and above COVID. it with kids. I feel like when you're a parent, Emily, you're worried that you're always parenting wrong. Mm, yeah. And so... You know, when, when you get an opportunity to talk to an expert and we're just like, ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, you, <laughs> did we do this right? You really Help do. Us. Like you just, you, you just make the assumption that you're doing it wrong and you'd love to have someone who's a professional say, Hey, this is what we've seen. This is what the evidence supports. And you guys are doing the best job ever. That's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are so positive and so funny. And I honestly do think that your outlook on life, the way you talk about things is so amazing. And your kids are so lucky to have you. And I'm not just saying that. I promise. Um, awesome. Now, Emily, how do we find you in your group if I'm, if I'm searching? I would Google Exhale Therapy Kitchener. Um, We are located across the street from Grand River Hospital. We are taking um, clients right now. We have a lot of lovely clinicians. Um, You could Google us, Exhale Therapy uh, slash our team and see everyone who is available and what we do. Amazing. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you, Emily. You have a wonderful night and thanks so much for speaking with us tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.